In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In the Gospel today we meet a person who is suffering from demonic possession. He's demon-possessed. And we have our Lord Jesus Christ and Satan in sort of a direct conflict with one another. Throughout our Lord Jesus Christ's ministry, we see demonic forces at work in the world around him. There is that same war around us. A battle between two kings. On one side you have God the Creator, good, powerful, loving, <coughs> truthful, gracious. And on the other side you have the devil who is called in the scriptures the prince of this world. He's evil, powerful, not so much powerful as God, but more powerful than you and I. Hateful, lying, manipulative, deceitful, destructive. Our Lord Jesus Christ's ministry shows us a glimpse of this war that surrounds us. When Jesus was running around like performing miracles in the northern part of Israel, He was sort of in the middle of nowhere. He wasn't really so dangerous to the Jewish establishment. He was kind of ignored for the most part. His miracles could be credited to superstitious, simple people who really didn't know any better and that maybe over time some of the stories got exaggerated. But now that our Lord Jesus Christ had went to Judea, He's doing a lot of the same things, but it's no longer possible for the religious leaders to deny the great miracles that Jesus has done. Many people have seen it. Some of them saw it for themselves. Just like the crowd, they saw it with their own eyes. And so now they're faced with two choices. They can no longer deny His power. So they're either going to admit that His power comes from God and submit to themselves, to His Lordship, or they're going to try to accuse Him of having demonic power and remove their need to follow Him. This is a serious accusation, and this is the accusation that unfortunately, or the path unfortunately that they chose to accuse our Lord Jesus Christ of doing these miracles by the power of Satan. This person that was healed was a victim of spiritual war, and his spiritual condition is manifested in physical ways. The spiritual war, the spiritual world can affect us in the physical world. What we don't see can often affect what we do. It's exactly like when our Lord Jesus Christ talks about the Holy Spirit as the wind. We can't see the wind, but certainly we feel its effects. And it can be cooling and relaxing and refreshing. It can be destructive. We know that the wind has effects, even though we may not be able to necessarily see it. This doesn't mean that we shut off our brains when a reasonable solution is available or can be considered. But we should always remember that while there may always be a reason for something, that reason is not necessarily discernible in this life. Sometimes what a person with physical symptoms needs is not physical healing, but spiritual healing. Notice our Lord Jesus Christ didn't heal the man. He didn't say, I'm going to heal you. Right? He had a lot of symptoms. He was blind, mute. He didn't heal the man. He cast out the demon. And when the demon left him, 
the man's physical symptoms left with him. It's a very impressive miracle. So because of how impressive the miracle is, people start talking. They start to reason themselves, you know, how is it possible for Christ to do this? And some of them come along and play the role of judge. They say, you know, casting out a demon is great, but I'm still not sure that this makes Jesus God. They want to see more. Even though our Lord Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, He heals the sick, He can calm storms, He raises the dead, He feeds crowds, He turns water into wine. There is more than enough evidence. But their hearts are very hard, and so they demand our Lord Jesus Christ perform more signs for them. They want to see more signs, more wonders, always more. Nothing our Lord Jesus Christ does is enough for them. You may know somebody like this. You may be somebody like this. If our Lord Jesus Christ is really God, I want to see it for myself. I want to know for sure. Give me a sign so that I can know He's real. But we need to remember something. You are not a judge, and our Lord Jesus Christ is not an entertainer to do tricks at your bidding. Our Lord Jesus Christ is who He is. And what you think of Him does not change that reality. If after investigating the Gospels and seeing all the things our Lord Jesus Christ did, you still do not believe, you don't believe who He says who He is, then no amount of miracles or signs are going to prove this to you. This is a rejection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then there's going to be some who say, well, our Lord Jesus Christ obviously is powerful. But how do we know he's good? That's what the Pharisees said. They said maybe he's Beelzebub. The name Beelzebub goes back to the Old Testament. It was a pagan god in the Philistine city of a city called Akron. And he was considered by some to be Satan himself, or at least like a very high or very powerful demon. And the gospel tells us that our Lord Jesus Christ knew the thoughts of the Pharisees. And he said, any kingdom divided against himself cannot stand, and a house divided on itself will fall. He says, if Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? And he says this because they told him that they claim that he casts out demons by Beelzebub. And then he says, if I cast them out by Beelzebub, who do your sons cast them out by? And that they will be their, your judges. People are deciding whether or not our Lord Jesus Christ is good or evil. And he responds like this. He says, if I was evil, why would I cast out a servant of Satan? Why would evil battle evil? He's trying to say the power of God manifests itself differently than the power of Satan. Satan uses power to corrupt, to control, to manipulate, to destroy. God uses power to heal, to set free. So what does this look like? The man had been living under torment of an evil spirit. Our Lord Jesus Christ cast out the spirit and the man was free. Does that look like something God does or something that Satan does? If our Lord Jesus Christ was serving Satan, why would he use his power to oppose Satan? The demon was doing Satan's work. The crowd easily recognized that our Lord Jesus Christ had power over demons. If it doesn't make any sense 
for him to cast out demons with an evil power, then the only option left is that he's working with the power of God. And if he's been working with the power of God, then he has been given power to share a special message from God. And that people should pay very close attention to what he's going to say. We didn't read the rest of the, the story this morning, but the rest of the story, our Lord Jesus Christ starts talking about the condition of a person who maybe is possessed by a demon. He says, when a strong man fully armed guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks, overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoils. He who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters. And when an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes to dry places, seeking rest, and does not find him. Then he says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, he finds the house swept and clean and put in order. Then he goes and takes seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they go in there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. Our Lord Jesus Christ is saying a very important message here for us. Casting out the spirit was helpful. Our Lord Jesus Christ came in, he cleansed this guy's house. You know, if you've ever seen those shows uh, on like HDTV when people come in and the house is like super messed up and they come, they remodel it and they do the before and after and the house is like amazing afterwards. This is what our Lord Jesus Christ did to this man, to this man's soul. He cleansed him from the inside. But our Lord Jesus Christ is saying something so important to us. If this man doesn't fill his life with something, the spirit that was gotten rid of is going to come back and come back with a vengeance. Getting rid of evil in our lives is not enough. People want the problems and the bad stuff out of their lives. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're inviting our Lord Jesus Christ in. Sometimes we just want to get rid of the junk. But this is useless. This is not enough. If my body is like this house, it's the physical dwelling of my spiritual soul. The evil spirit was living inside of this guy's soul, inside of this house. Our Lord Jesus Christ comes in and he kicks him out. If he doesn't let our Lord Jesus Christ into his heart to fill it once it's clean and nicely renovated, what will eventually happen is the spirit is going to come back, wandering around kind of like a homeless person to look back into his former home. And if the house is empty, what's he going to do? He's going to go call up some of his even worse demon friends and they're going to have a party to celebrate moving back in. If your house, for example, were robbed because you left the doors and the windows unlocked and finally when you got the intruders out and your life back in order, what are you going to do? You're going to learn to secure your house. You're not going to leave it open again, inviting them to come back. When we get evil out of our lives, it's not enough just to be done with evil. We need to learn to fill our lives with good, with godliness, with the Holy Spirit of God. This is true not just with spirits, but with things like addictions. Addictions, more often than not, are an attempt to fill a void in our lives. Drugs, gambling, alcohol, social media. These are ways we try to fill voids. Getting free from these addictive behaviors is good. But it doesn't prevent us really from going back. Getting the bad out just reopens that vacuum. If you want to be free, like this man who was healed, you have to get the bad out and let our Lord Jesus Christ in. 
Satan and his demons are stronger and smarter and better prepared than you and I. They have thousands of years of tricks and tactics that are prepared and organized to bring you down. We cannot defeat Satan on our own. We cannot stand against the enemy that seeks to destroy us on our own. We are in need of a savior. We are in need of someone to defend us. And this is what our Lord Jesus Christ does. Through his own death, he gives us victory over Satan. He offers the same victory to us. We don't stand on our own. We don't stand by our own strength. We stand in our Lord Jesus Christ or we don't stand at all. We cannot protect ourselves against Satan and his demons without bringing ourselves into close proximity with Christ. And he tells us exactly how to do it. He says, someone, when he said all these things, somebody cried out into the crowd and they said, blessed is the mother who gave birth to you and nursed you. And he replied something very important. And this is the part that we're going to end with. He said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. We need to bring ourselves in close proximity to Christ by hearing the word of God and obeying it. Two parts, hear and obey. For us, Sunday is mostly about hearing the word. Right? We hear lots of readings. You have a sermon. You pray in the liturgy. We are hearing the word of God. But the rest of the week is a lot more about doing it. Obeying the word of God. This is what secures our house. Keeps it safe from attack from the enemies. Some people can attribute everything to demons. Not everything is demonic, but some things are. Where can I see the enemies work in my life? Satan and demons are involved in our lives and our stories, just like he is involved in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, fighting him, tempting him, trying to deceive him. We were held captive by Satan because of sin and the cross of Christ and his resurrection unbinds us from those chains. When we repent of sin and live in relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, Satan no longer has a right or has access or authority to bind us, can have victory, can be free. You can even use the authority of your victory in Christ to combat evil spirits in your life. The demons obeyed Jesus. The Holy Spirit commands them away. If we are in Christ, hearing His word and obeying it, we share in this victory. And the power of demons over us is gone. The same power that was at work in our Lord Jesus Christ can be at work in us. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. If we struggle with sin, the solution is not just to get sin out. That's the first step. The most important step is that we learn to draw near to Christ, to be in pro close proximity to Him. Otherwise, it's meaningless. Otherwise, this vacuum will be filled again with demons even worse than before. We need to lay down our lives at the feet of Christ. And we need to genuinely and permanently invite Him into our hearts to reign as King over our souls. So we need to hear the Word of God, to obey it, and our Lord Jesus Christ will give us all the strength to overcome the demons. And glory be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Blessed.